Hello, Travis here. Welcome back to Calming Facts. Today, I'm going to deliver episode two, and I'm going to talk about atoms. consist of protons, neutrons, and electrons. The easiest way to imagine the structure is that the protons and the neutrons are in a, a central ball, and then the electrons are whizzing around on the outside of this ball. The protons have a positive charge, Neutrons are neutral, and electrons have a negative charge. Protons, neutrons, and electrons were often taught to us at school as the smallest objects in the world, but that is not true, and we now know that there are objects smaller than that. However, it is with protons and electrons that we, we encounter the first particles which influence the world that we see as we know it. Atoms are often imagined to be these orbital structures where electrons are orbiting around a, a central atom. However, this, this is a misleading analogy. A better analogy would be Harry Potter's snitch for the way the electrons just dart about around the atom and never in a fixed spot and they disappear and reappear but where they appear is affected by the other electrons in the atom such that the electrons disappear and reappear in a defined area, a defined space, and where they are in that space is impossible to predict. Even stranger and very cool, if we were to try and observe an electron and observe exactly where it is in that space, we would consequently change its behaviour such that it's not where it would have been if we hadn't observed it. This effect is what is known as the quantum uncertainty principle. It's a very cool area of science. As it is, we've never actually managed to try and view an electron directly because of their incredibly tiny size. I do find the quantum uncertainty really cool. Now, Atoms are neutral when their protons and electrons balance, and therefore their charges balance. However, the stabilist structure for an atom is often not when it's neutrally charged, and the inherent structure of the atom will cause it to lose or gain electrons to try and gain a stable structure 
One way it does this is to give away its electrons and in doing so become a positively charged atom or receive electrons from other unstable atoms and then it becomes negatively charged. These negatively and positively charged atoms are known as ions. Once they become charged, a negative ion and a positive ion will attract each other and when they do, they come together and bond in what is known as an ionic bond. The other situation which often occurs is that atoms might find themselves in a situation where they both would like to gain an electron and so they share them and to share them they come close together and they form what is known as a covalent bond. Atoms are capable of forming multiple covalent bonds with other atoms in and around them and when this happens the atoms create a molecule and molecules form the base for everything in our world from the trees outside to the proteins dictating different functions in your body. They are really incredible and the way the science works is really very wondrous and fascinating. Furthermore, the molecules themselves can find themselves becoming charged. This can happen in a number of ways. The first type is to do with the electrons. Because of the random nature of where the electrons are going to be, they are all the time forming instantaneous charges that disappear and reappear and change whether the molecule is charged or not. If a molecule happens to come close to another molecule, that is also experiencing one of these instantaneous charges then they will attract each other and form a weak bond. These forces are known as London dispersion forces also often called van der Waals forces. However, molecules can form stronger types of bonds when the atoms are arranged in their molecules in such a way that the molecule itself is permanently charged. This happens if a far bigger atom bonds to a smaller atom such that the central part of the atom is more charged in the bigger one and so it attracts the electrons of the smaller atom and causes there to be a permanent displacement in charge. These cause what are known as permanent poles. If there's two molecules, these would be permanent dipoles, three molecules, permanent tripoles, and so on. The strongest type of intermolecular force are hydrogen bonds. These are permanent dipole bonds, but when hydrogen is involved, and when it is bonded to a large central atoms such as fluorine or nitrogen which also has a lot of electrons then the permanent dipole created is really powerful. Now 
one of the most interesting influences of hydrogen bonds on our everyday life is water, because water is made of H2O, two hydrogen atoms and an oxygen, and so the bonds that form between water molecules are hydrogen bonds, and this is why, firstly, ice floats. Now this is because when the water molecules bond with each other in these hydrogen bonds, they form a really rigid structure with orderly gaps everywhere. While when the water is a liquid, the molecules are just moving in and around each other and end up very much compressed together. So when ice forms in these rigid structures with the hydrogen bonds, the overall structure is less dense than the liquid form of water and so ice floats. This is unusual. In most substances, the solid form of the substance will sink if placed in the liquid phase. Also notable with water are its comparatively high melting and boiling points. For most simple molecules like nitrogen and oxygen, they will turn into gases at very very low temperatures, minus 200 degrees, a little bit higher than that may be, but because of the strong hydrogen bonds in water, the solids and liquids are able to stay bonded together at far higher temperatures than normal, and this means that water is still a solid at zero degrees, even though your other small molecule gases have all turned back into gases. I do find the consequences of hydrogen bonds on water really, really cool. brings us to the end of episode 2. hope you enjoyed it. I'm hoping to talk about some other interesting topics in my future podcasts such as dinosaurs and the sea and genetic engineering. So if that sounds like it would interest you, then give them a listen. The music today was written by Maidan and is called Freezing But Warm. I've used it under a Creative Commons license. For the full attribution and URL link to the music, see the description below. Thank you very much, and I hope you have a very pleasant day.